position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite. The deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Welcome to episode number 356. Of the best Linux games podcast, recorded in stereo. I wore Molina, crack engineer. I wore Molina over there in the booth, holding up the whiskey sign. That's right. I wore this is being recorded for you on Saturday, the twenty first of August, twenty twenty one, at uh, four thirty three p.m. Hmm. Hmm. Good whiskey today. I've already fired. I've or actually has a good reason to be fired this week. Um I would make it of course for our sequel friends 2021 0821 1634 now. Left coast to coast with the most Pacific Coast time LA woman. Uh we have a a short shortish we have a shorter show, hopefully. We'll be here till Christmas, won't we, Ivor? Than usual for you this week. Let's get straight to our top stories. Um, speaking of firing Ivor, Ivor, you're fired. 
I want to apologize for last week's episode. Uh, the music bed was somehow not auto-docked because a certain engineer failed at his fucking job! That'd be Ivor Molina. So, Ivor, you're fired. Uh, well, I'll repost. I'll, I'll handle it, Ivor. Don't. Ivor is crying and, oh, it's sad when he tries to slit his wrist with a packet of post-it notes. And by the way, Ivor goes the long way. Not the, not, no, yeah. Long way up the arm. From the elbow to the, yeah. And now you got it, yeah. Give that about, hmm, 30 more years and you'll be well on your way. Uh, I I will take it upon myself and re redo that episode um, and re-upload a listenable, a somewhat more listenable version of it. Uh, our feature this week is uh, a what I'm playing feature uh, on Mafia 3. And for those of you who are not familiar, what I'm playing is always uh, a code word for I've been playing a lot of games that no one else has been playing this week, or I've been playing too many games this week that all came out at the same time, or I'm playing an older game that no one fucking cares about, but people should, and that is this week's feature, Mafia 3. But before we get to that, and before we get to our new and noteworthy, uh, we have one new and noteworthy uh, this week, um... I just want to do, I know this is the best Linux games podcast. We try to cover only the best games available for the GNU slash Linux operating system, which we all know and love so dearly. And not the worst Linux games podcast, but I want to uh, highlight uh, two, what I'm, two titles in a mini segment that we'll call What I'm Not Playing this week. And the reason that we're bringing these up. No, one is just ridiculous. And the other one, everyone else ostensibly might be playing and its absence in our coverage would be conspicuous. So, first in what I'm not playing, these are games that I'm not playing right now. Uh, Humankind. Humankind, which is a... And if you know me, if you've been listening to the show for a while... And you know that I hate strategy games. In general, generally I hate strategy games. It depends. It takes a really good one to pump my nads. But, uh, I'm not a big fan of 4X games. Explore, Expand. Where are the other two? Oh, yeah. Exterminate and, uh... Fuck, it's 4X. Uh, Explore, Expand. Exploit! Explore, expand, expand, exploit, exterminate. Yeah, there we go. Uh, actually, kind of in that order. I'm not a big fan of them. Like Command and Conquer, um, Stellaris. I, I mean, I was impressed with Stellaris, but it did not mean that I was ever gonna fucking become addicted to it. I did review that game. I, I think I did. I think we did a review of Stellaris. But anyway, Humankind is yet another 4X type game. It's turn based. Uh, strategy, but it's a history of the world type of strategy where you 
basically it's like it's it's just very reminiscent of Sid Meier's Civilization. You know, pick your favorite one. Um, one of my favorites was uh, I think it was six. I always get it. I always get them confused though because I've played them all, and it, I'm just not gonna play it. I'm and it's fifty bucks. I'm not gonna spend fifty bucks on a turn-based strategy game that I mean, just look at the video of it and it's not that exciting sure, they have um, two astronauts fighting on the moon, I think one is from Brazil I can't remember the flag, I was really stoned and I saw it last night they fight on the moon and then they have a war on the moon and then it shows you actual gameplay and you're like, wow, this is not that cool so yeah, so if you're wondering when we're going to talk about humankind never is the answer so that's one of the games I'm not playing the other game that I'm not playing is Tetris Effect Connected now Tetris Effect Connected is also enormously popular, came out also this week, just like Humankind Um, Tetris Effect Connected, I haven't done anything other than read the, uh, the store page copy it has the only reason why I'm even bothering to mention it, which is Tetris Connected, Tetris Effect Connected. Here's what they have to say. As an all-new, robust multiplayer expansion to the huge variety of addictive and innovative single-player modes that the Tetris Effect is known for, with all-new co-op and competitive online and local multiplayer modes. So far, it came out August 17th. So far, the reviews have been overwhelmingly pos- positive and 736 reviews. Game looks interesting, but Here's the funniest thing. This game is 30 bucks. And that's with 25% off. It's normally 40 bucks. It's 25% off now through September 1st. Tetris Connect, Tetris Effect Connected is <laughs> a $40 game. A multiplayer Tetris that is virtual reality headset compatible. I need to play Tetris in my virtual reality rig. That is what we call sarcasm in the biz. I mean, it's just ridiculous. If you want multiplayer Tetris, by the way, there are, because we are blessed with the endless bounty of our fellow co- mingled minds in the great Foss idiosphere um, we've already solved this problem in Linux two of the more notable ones that spring immediately to mind and then sprung immediately that game is 40 fucking dollars to play Tetris with a friend in a multiplayer, in a virtual reality headset, that's ridiculous I don't care how great the fucking graphics are, I don't care how great the leaderboards are, eventually I will get it I mean if it were cheaper I mean, how many times have you paid for Tetris? Like, if you're anything like me, I'm going to say I've paid for Tetris in one form or another at least four times over the course of my fucking 41 goddamn years. I'm not paying 40 fucking dollars to play Tetris in VR with, you know, someone else. Okay. But, luckily, we don't need Tetris. If you're really jonesing for some Tetris, and I used to, I love Tetris. Tetris Puzzle was my favorite. Puzzle Tetris. And Game Boy. 
Tetris, old school original Game Boy Tetris. But we have Neitris. That's N E I T R I S, which uh, has multiplayer. It's like four player fucking multiplayer Tetris. Um, and then there's Netris. N-E-T-R-I-S, which is like the fork I want to say of Natris, although I can't remember which came first, chicken or egg. And then there's also um, Tetranet. There are huge communities around those games for uh, matchmaking and shit. And they're crazy. They have like their own subcultures and it's just fucking nuts. All of those are free. So if you want to get Tetris Effect connected and you like I refuse to pay $40 (laughs) for virtual reality Tetris. It's just like virtual reality Pong. Like, I mean, Jesus Christ. Don't piss in my pocket and tell me it's raining and charging me $40. Um, hit up just, you know, Google fucking Linux multiplayer Tetris and especially YouTube it um, one of the old friends of the show who has long since left us uh, I, it wasn't the infamous one, it was oh my god this is a buddy from Germany, what the fuck was his name I can't remember. But he jumped me into this world back in, like, this is like five years ago. It's awesome. Online multiplayer Tetris for free via Linux is awesome. So, yeah, don't get Tetris. That's why I'm not playing Tetris Effect Connected. Now, Ivor, based on with a new and noteworthy, we have a very quick new and noteworthy for you this week. Do it, Ivor! Engage, damn you! I was a North American fall when worm in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. Oh, I, I see the belly of the great white. So anyway, for our um, new and noteworthy this week, many thanks go out to uh, Steam friend Smashing Cortex, who messaged me out of the blue... I don't remember adding him as a friend, but maybe he's changed his name. I don't know who he originally was. I don't know. But Smashing Cortex messaged me out of the blue on, like, Tuesday of this week and said, Dude, I love BLGP. Thanks so much for making it. Whatever. Um, You should play... Excuse me. You should play Route 96. It runs great on my machine. Route 96 is an, a pseudo point and click adventure game. It reminds me a little bit of Firewatch with a roguelike aspect to it. Um, it's an adventure game, uh, procedurally, you know, pseudo procedurally generated encounters where you are on a road trip. You're a teenager running away from your country to get to Route 96 or whatever. That's, you know, I haven't had time to play it that much, but here's the interesting thing about this game 
double super thanks to Smashing Cortex because I tried to get this game to run. I mean, I was interested in the game before he mentioned it, but when someone mentions a game to me that like, like, oh, you should really check it out, I will check it out because I can return it on Steam if I hate it or if it doesn't work or whatever. I was within three hours of returning it because I could not get this fucking game to run. It would do the character creation thing. I mean, it would run, but it would do the character creation thing when I ran. And he'd and Smashing Cortex had only said that he got to run great with uh, GE. Um, and so I tried GE 13, GE 10. I tried Proton 6, uh, 6.3. I tried... Uh, Proton Experimental, and it's it takes like, you know, three or four minutes to test out each one of these, and they all have the same problem, where like the, as you're doing your character creation, it does like a series, it does a questionnaire, which is a really interesting questionnaire, but the questionnaire would start slowing down And so I finally, like, email, I finally messaged Smashing Cortex again. I'm like, dude, what fucking version of Glorious Egg Roll are you running? He's like, 12. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I tried it with 12, and it worked! And that was, that was Thursday. <laughs> so I haven't had a, ch- except I've been keeping up with my golf and, and Splinter and I, who's been kicking my ass. Splinter has been kicking my ass in golf. But Route 96 looks very interesting. I'm glad I didn't have to return it, and I will be playing it throughout this week. And you can hear more about it in next week's episode. Um, one note about uh, PGA Tour 2K21, I hit my first hole-in-one two days after uh, friend of the show, Joe Jokimon Kendall, uh, hit his first hole-in-one on his birthday, I think. Motherfucker. I got like 180 hours in the game. My game's falling apart. 187 hours in the game. Cannot stop playing it. It's so relaxing, but my game is falling apart. It's golf, baby. It's golf. Alright, now to our feature. What I am playing. I will baste them with it. Oh my god. It's the Libyans. The Libyans! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's teacher. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. The Libyans! So, as previously intimated, uh, our feature this week is on Mafia 3 Definitive Edition. I got Mafia 3 Definitive Edition along with. Oh, shit. Let's see, Mafia. For some reason, I only got Mafia Definitive Edition and Mafia 3 Definitive Edition. I didn't get the second game. I don't know why. But I got them on sale forever ago, and I saw a friend of the show, Splinter, so we have to thank Splinter for turning me on to this game. I saw him, I saw that he was playing it uh, late last week. And I was like, is that game any good? He's like, yeah, it's really good. I like it a lot. So I've logged fifth I've logged 15.3 hours in Mafia 3 Definitive Edition. And I really like this game. 
Many thanks go out to Splinter because I would never. I don't know how I have a license for this and the first one. But speaking of the first one, I think I played the first Mafia game for the first time ever. Let's see, Mafia as a definitive edition on October twelfth. I only played it for three hours, October twelfth, twenty twenty. I was impressed with how updated how much of an overhaul the definitive edition version of the game was overhauled. Like, it adds a bunch of convenience things, it rejuvenates the graphics, they spent a lot of time and work, evidently, on rejuvenating this franchise to come up with a fucking modern, you know, universally compatible, great-looking game that plays almost like a new game. I quit the first Mafia game, though, after they made me steal a fucking uh, race car, and then I didn't really like that whole sequence, and I just drifted away, because I didn't care. And I got them both on sale. Right now, Mafia 3 is not inexpensive. It is $29.99. However, take one melech away for the Hebrew god whose ark this is. No, um, However, take one yard away for the windage uh, whose arc this is. However, I was impressed with the remastering that they did on Mafia 1, because I played pirated versions of that back in the day-day. Mafia 3 is a universe away. Mafia 3 came out originally in uh, 2016. And it's impossible to play this game the definitive edition which looks great, I mean it looks really good, plays great, the controls are really good it's designed well the design is really good um the graphics are phenomenal the the mechanics of the game are great and the characters and voice acting and shape masking and uh close-up textures for skins and stuff like on people are phenomenal. Uh, And it's a powerful it's a very bold fucking game. Uh, Especially for right now, it's it's a good cultural moment to become Lincoln Clay, a black guy in New Orleans, which is called New Bordeaux in the game, Louisiana in 1968 Vietnam veteran Lincoln Lincoln Clay Vietnam veteran Lincoln Clay uh, Special Forces veteran Lincoln Clay returns from his final tour in Vietnam, just put, like he's been doing, he's been doing wet work in the shit the whole fucking time. Uh, he comes back to his hometown, New Bordeaux. And I won't tell you too much about the story, but it's an amazing conceit, conceit to play a game this historically accurate where you take on the role of a black man in the middle of the civil rights, Black Panther, Vietnam War, uh, 
fucking Dixiecrat uh, turmoil of the late 60s and it's presented accurately what do I mean by that? I mean that like where in most games like where you play as a white guy like in the modern world or whatever um cops really don't care about you unless they see you doing something wrong cops in this game are automatically ready to kill you regardless of whether or not you've done anything wrong or they're looking for anyone who's done anything wrong you're in the fucking south in the 60s and you're black (laughs) and it is awesome you know and if you love killing sister fucking inbred cousin licking crackers who dare to take exception of your race to your face oh then you're gonna find a lot to love in New Bordeaux my friends because the game combines like this very it's it's a very good it's very reminiscent actually of uh, Days Gone but this game predates Days Gone uh, delicate combination you know the free flowing delicate combination of driving skills, light strategy, because like getting around the cops is one of the harder things in the game. If the cops get on you, they do not like to let you go. Um, so that my best advice is to always be in a car if you have to deal with the cops and get the fuck out of there. But the cops don't really care about uh, internecine, or is that the right word? Whatever. They don't care about uh, mob guys, white or black, killing each other. But here's the here's the crazy thing: the cops care about you regardless of whatever it is you're doing, regardless of whatever it is you've done or may have done or may have not done. And they will chase you until they fucking kill you if they can. I have led Blues Brothers style. Cavalcade, long, long armies drifting home, chains of fucking squad cars behind me in endless pursuit in fucking a 1959 T-Bird as I fucking handbrake around turns into oncoming traffic to get them to crash into grandma just to save my fucking life. Because if you have to get out of the car when they're all on you, you are gonna fucking die. And hopefully take out a few of them uh, along with the rest of them. And they're all bought out. None of them are good. None of the cops in this game are good. It's just like Grand Theft Auto. Very similar to Grand Theft Auto. But with um, better characters, it takes itself more seriously. But it's still goofy. Um, And the main thrust of the gameplay of course is this. Well, okay, so like I said, I'm not going to tell you too much about the story, but I am going to describe the structure of the game for you. So you come back from Vietnam to your uh, ancestral home and ultimately you end up mounting a one-man war against all rival factions that are controlling or attempting to control the city so that you can take revenge upon the ultimate crime boss, Dixie Mafia motherfucker who has taken every single fucking thing away from you. 
Um, literally everything away. You, you'll, you'll figure that out on your own. And so in order to do that, you have to dismantle all the layers of corruption that are underneath him. Look, and there, you, you have, so what you do is you pick a racket that you want to attack. You take out the, uh, the um the henchmen and the operations you make it hurt you destroy their inventory you know either freeing whores breaking up liquor or killing fucking muscle um you know whatever the protection whatever the racket is for that underboss and you get to pick and you take them apart and you make it hurt you make it cost them so much then you can go after that underboss and you can either kill him or flip him if you flip him he brings in more money for you if you kill him you can install one of your own people in their place this brings in more money for you and keeps your underbosses happy underbosses unlock uh cool things for you like upgrades and weapons and equipment availability and one of the coolest things in the game is it has this concept of markers so certain underbosses once they've gotten control of enough territory will give you the ability to call in special favors uh, on the fly one of my favorites is the consigliere because one of the interesting conceits in this game is that if you die as Lincoln Clay half of your money that you're carrying on you goes away early on in the game you have to keep you have to plan out like who you're going to attack and how you're going to attack them and then go to go drive all the way back to like your only safe house where it has a safe and put all your money in the safe so you have zero dollars on you so that if you die you don't lose any money the consigliere will come to you wherever the fuck you are. I've seen this. She's a smoking hot black chick. Oh, mon cher. Uh, driving like a fucking Pontiac. <laughs> I've seen her run people over to get to me. Like, you just make the call. You're like, oh, I'll be there in a second, cher. And <laughs> there she is. And you have like a minute to get to her. And you give her your cash. That's one of, that's one of the you know, markers you can call in. You can call them in. I think you can... At first, I thought you only had a limited number of times you could call them, but I think it's actually that once you unlock the marker, that ability is actually the marker. So you can call her, like, as many times as you want. I'm not... I've played 16 hours of this game. I'm not... This is not a review, but you'll probably never hear me talk about it again, so I might as well get that out there. Um, so... Another one, another great marker is uh, the arms dealer. You need some uh, fucking uh, ammo. Ammo is scarce in this game. Generally, what you do is, like like, as I mentioned before, there's a delicate combination of stealth, explosive violence, like with guns, realistic, very realistic looking, handling, and uh, very realistic attributes for the guns. Like, if you're trying to hit someone at, you know, fucking 30 yards with a pistol, uh, you know, while you're taking corner cover, and you're trying to snapshot them in the head, well, your reticle for that gun is going to be very large. It's like 
the size of a human head and a person at that range you have to pop off like maybe six rounds and compensate for the recoil maybe depending on the handgun there are lots of guns I like the shotguns particularly you can have uh, one primary uh, you have one long gun and then one sidearm so uh, a, a pistol or a revolver or whatever and then you know, a shotgun or a rifle or a submachine gun. Submachine guns are great if you need to do a lot of murdering. Uh, you can unlock more guns by uh, fucking doing favors for your underbosses that make you that make them like you more. Same thing with car upgrades. You can add permanent upgrades to your cars. You can have a car delivered to you eventually um, for free. Your car. Uh, managed by a garage. You can call in backup um, if you want to raid an enemy installation or whatever that's like, going to be a little too intense or you're having some severe problems on the street. And this whole idea of if you die, you lose half your money is really great because there's not really any punishment for dying in this game. You just like kind of respawn randomly at like a safe house that's nearish by or like at the last major story character that you talk to sometimes it does it randomly because lots of times like you'll be let you'll end up in chases and stuff by cops or by gangsters or whatever um and you'll die far away from where that chase started and so you might respawn even further away but you'll lose half your money this is one of the coolest things about the game. It doesn't necessarily take you going on a murderous rampage in the middle of the fucking street, which, by the way, if you do that, the cops will fucking come down on you so hard, it, it, you won't even be able, you won't be able, you won't be able to say, ah, 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 before you're dead. Like, if you just indiscriminately kill people, they will go fucking nuts. If there are any witnesses, if people see you fucking stealing a car, they will phone it into the police. Um, if you commit crimes in front of a cop, they will call it in, and they, if they're on foot, they'll call it in. If they're in a car, they'll try to chase you, not enthusiastically at first, but if you commit another offense, I mean, you're already in serious trouble. If the cops are on you at all, you're in serious trouble. Same thing with... And you're up against all these other mafia motherfuckers. You're up against the Irish mob. You're up against the Dixie Mafia. You're up against who are Italian-backed. You're up against the Italians themselves. You're up against the Haitians who have a whole fucking mob. And then, you know, there's yours truly who is there to take them all out. And not in some sort of virtuous, you know, thing. You are a stone-cold monstrous fucking murderer capable of inflicting un unbelievable damage like last night I fucking cleared out a meatpacking plant twice I had to do it twice soup to nuts which is cool because it was more money for me I got like four grand each time because mm. the first time I did it I did it without like having unlocked the mission for there and then I went back to my contact and that was the mission that he gave me and so it repopulated the entire facility with a new boss and everything it was cool I went in there with no 
with three bullets for a pistol, a 1911 style pistol. I had three bullets. I killed 20 fucking people. I'm going to say but somewhere between 15 and 20 people with my knife because you are Black Rambo in this game. It is so cool to be Black Rambo. You have this giant combat knife and you can lure guys around corners to come and talk to you and then stab them in the throat. The you it was like a horror movie what I did last night. It was amazing. Fuck the boot knife from Days Gone. It's the fucking combat knife in Mafia 3 that it's just the most oh my god you do some fucked up shit and there's so many animations and they're all really good other thing that I love so so much about Mafia 3 is it's historically accurate so from the types of cars and the design ethos of cars all the way down to like the, the various locations from like you know street corner stores and laundrettes and fucking uh, uh, pharmacy lunch counters um all the way through to nightclubs where uh, like they, like blacks can only come in from the back door which was so great when when that first happened to me, I'm like, I'm gonna kill everybody here <laughs> um, and you want to mitigate, so you have incentives to mitigate civilian casualties I don't think, I, I ran over one person, I've killed and lived only three cops ever and lived. There's land. The, the the car. The driving mechanics are great. They're tight. You can handbrake around turns. You 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 drive these massive boats, and then eventually, once you get into other areas of town, you can you get uh, access to cars that are way faster, way more light, um, and way more deadly when you crash them, um. But, uh, I'm sorry, I lost, I lost track of my, uh, oh yeah, so like, the car radio is fantastic. There's only like four radio stations in New Bordeaux because it's 1968, duh. So if you pull up to a light, you can be listening to Palisades Park. And if you're in a convertible and the person next to you is in a convertible and they're listening to the same radio station, you'll hear it in stereo. It's awesome. There's, uh, a new Bordeaux um, kind of community action pirate radio station. That's also really cool. And then there's like a white conservative fucking Dixiecrat station that I cannot stand listening to. Every time I listen to it, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to make it for longer than two minutes. But they piss me off so much. <laughs> I have to turn it off. I have to switch channels. Um, but for the first time ever in my life without me having been playing it on my computer in like a music player I got to hear Sam Cooke another Saturday night while I fucking murdered so many people <laughs> it was great you have oh yeah that, that was the other thing that I wanted to really hit on and then, then we'll go because that, that's it I mean the game is awesome it's also expensive. It's 30 bucks right now, but I'm sure you can find uh maybe you can find some Steam keys for it on aftermarket reseller sites or just wait for the next sale. I mean, we're coming up to the winter sale sometime or the autumn sale and the winter sale. We got to be coming up to the autumn sale like next month. Maybe Octoberish, 
maybe i don't know i haven't looked but it, it, it's you know right around the corner this is a big juicy awesome game and the the faces and the voice acting and the decent script the story is fantastic the way they structure the missions is unlike anything else i've ever seen in a video game um because the first like quarter of the game is told through flashbacks while you're in the present and then the game well you'll see but the characters in the game and the voice acting in the game combined with the shape masking and the excellent animation um and the just the sheer variety of animation and the authenticity of every aspect the collectibles in the game you can collect you can, they're all sort it's a collectathon there's like Vargas prints that you can collect there are playboys with the original covers that you can collect there are LPs that you can collect with the original album art on it's so cool um I wish that there was more music in the game because I think I pretty much heard everything from every station but I do a lot of radio listening in the game um there's tons of mechanics it's basically, everything is basically a fetch quest. Go here, kill this guy. Go here, intimidate this guy. Break into here, don't get seen. You know, the normal stuff. The stuff you would expect from a Grand Theft Auto style game. But, with these great characters, and you get to pick and choose. Who do you want to destroy? Who do you want to go after? Do you want to keep going after this guy? Or even after, like, you've broken his back to the point where you can just confront him or you want to like really milk it and go after his other operations and then confront the guy because when you confront an underboss every guy who's under him that you have not killed will fight for him when you confront him so it makes there's incentive for completionists but it's really the memorable characters and the great voice acting and that all comes together with all of this other good stuff all the little details, all the nice touches and the explosive violent capabilities and just, for me, raw personal anger as Lincoln Clay, it's it's great, it, I mean, it is a phenomenal game, you should check it out and uh, yeah, here's, here's my note for it, a uh, nice blend of stealth brutal violence uh, driving skills and cool collectibles with memorable characters all wrapped up in a story that is more than adequate to keep you interested. Event like it's very, it's a. I think it's a very good story, but all encased in a structure of a game that is, in some ways, reminiscent of the original Metal Gear Solid, where like even dying can reveal things about the story you'll see when you get it and play it um and you get to kill some cracker ass motherfuckers and deal weed and plant bugs and work with the CIA and become a kingpin baby mafia 3 definitive edition I highly recommend it uh 16 hours in I think I know basically enough about the game to call this a review, but we won't. We'll just call it a feature. There will probably never be a review of this game on this show, so I wanted to talk about it at length. Cheers! Thanks for listening. Next week, we will talk Road 96. 
along with a couple of other uh, new and noteworthy games, and hopefully I'll be back on my game so I can destroy Splinter in PGA Tour 2K21 like the old days. Oh man, he's taking every game from me. He's taking everything from me. Go check out Lincoln Clay. The Violence with the Guns is amazing. It's great. It's it's a fantastic game. Next week, suckers. Hey, not face. Business bad? Fuck you, pay me. Oh, you had a fire? Fuck you, pay me. Place got hit by lightning, huh? Fuck you, pay me. Now you listen, and now you listen. For you're going to be a meek little housewife with horn-rimmed spectacles, and you're going to stay away from men and juke joints and booze and pinball machines, and you're going to wear a skirt and low-heeled shoes, and you're going to wear a girdle, and especially a girdle. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.